have mercy, look at how the time goes. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. It's me, John Allen, and today I have a very good friend of mine, a great guest. His name is Joachim Aikiri. Joachim, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's yeah. good to, uh, to finally uh, be on the podcast. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we've we been talking about this for a couple, three weeks now, and, uh, you know, you're busy. I'm. I pretend to be busy, and and it just and it just hasn't matched up until now. But here we are in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking. Uh, crazy times. We both have children, so we're getting pretty knackered uh, these days, don't we? It's, uh, it's, it's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, but but for me, you know, I can speak for myself. For me, it is very much in the realm of business as usual. Um, all I do is my music and and my podcast and my writing. So to sit at home and be confined to my home office and to my studio for me is no big deal. Now that is not to downplay anyone else's drastic changes that they're having in their life. You know, I can, I can look at my kids, for example, you know, the fact that they're not going to school. Um, yeah, that's somewhat of a change for them, but they have a great online, um, uh, classroom, if you will, uh, every day. And they do their regular amount of schoolwork. Their schools are doing a great job. So, so for me and my family and my wife, um, she's a, she's a nurse. So she's out there doing, uh, doing what she always does, a psychiatric nurse, I should add. So she has a little bit less pressure on her than the regular, um, uh, I call them the regular nurses half. My wife will get mad at me for saying she's not a regular nurse. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so here in my house, it's not that big of a change, but what are you experiencing? Well, I'm actually, when I'm not doing stand-up and all that, I'm actually uh, a teacher. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm talking to the kids, uh, to the kids online and doing uh, all that stuff you mentioned. Uh, really. So uh, that's been kind of busy, especially uh, when having my own kids around. So you have to balance like everything. I would uh, imagine that's like a double challenge because, yeah, as you say, you're a teacher, so you've got to take care of those kids and their lesson plans, but then you got to have that oversight over your own kids. You know, I'll admit I've caught my kids a couple, you know, they're good kids, but I've caught them a couple of times, you know, playing those uh those crazy kids games on their computers and, and, <laughs> and things like that. So you have to keep your eyes out for that. I'm just giving you a little hint, a little tip. There. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the people just need to stay home now so we can get this uh, over with and get back into the world. Don't you think? Yeah. You know, I think it's that simple or. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I don't think it's simple, but I do believe that that is the solution. I think if people stay home, this thing will go over quicker than if people are. Well, you know, for example, I saw in uh, New York, there was a big U.S. Navy ship that pulled into New York Harbor. Uh, is a Navy hospital ship with like a thousand beds and tons of doctors and nurses to help New York City. So I see that thing and, and I'm thinking, wow, great. That, what, a, what a great solution. What a great piece of help that New York City will get. But then I look and they show all of these idiots that came to the uh, to the harbor, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people packed together looking at this yeah. ship. 
And it's like, oh, yeah. idiots. What What's wrong but, with these people? Yeah, I mean, that that's what I mean. It's that simple. Just, people just need to stay home. I mean, yeah. because this, this is no joke. Uh, and I actually um, wrote a Corona song, Stay Home song. Oh, you wrote a Corona uh, song. <laughs> just, just, just for fun. Because my, my favorite... Um, Norwegian stand-up comedian, uh, Henrik Fladset is his name. Yeah. He posted online an article with some great, uh, great quotes from American students who uh. went to party, you know, instead of following government guidelines. Yeah. Uh, as you say, with the shit, they just like, and as a joke, um, that stand-up comedian, he added the tag, someone please make a song. <laughs> and so I, you know, I went for it. So the song's on my Facebook page, uh-huh. link on Instagram, uh, Instagram, so people can listen to that if they want. But that's just a joke. It's um, it's not like you know your music, which is like real music. Oh, I would say. oh, all music. Yeah. Thank you for that. But all music is real music. <laughs> I think the minute the minute anyone puts a piece of music. Uh, out there for others to hear it is real regardless of the genre regardless of the quality regardless of the production but thank you for that yeah. but uh, you have to remind me uh at the end before you go to uh tell everybody where they can find you uh on on instagram oh, yeah. and all that stuff so we can check out that song yeah because now you are uh you mentioned you're a stand-up comedian here in norway you are a teacher yep. here in norway uh you are also a musician you play bass correct Yes. Bass, yeah. Now, yeah. do you play any other instruments? T- t- just tell us what you've done musically. Are, do you have anything out there? Have you been in a band? Have you guys released anything? Where is- yeah, uh, uh, actually, uh, yeah, okay. To start from like, yeah, you say I play, yeah, when I've been in um, bands, I usually, yeah, play the bass. Yeah. Uh, I would say I'm not the best, but I'm the man <laughs> you want. <laughs> you can you can hold a groove. You can hold a groove. Yeah. 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 Yes. So uh, when I was uh, studying back in England, I played in some bands there, uh, but that music is not anywhere to be found now. But for okay. uh, a couple of years ago, I played with uh, a band with a modest name, uh, Walking Heroes. <laughs> and, uh, very and music, modest. Uh, yeah, very modest. So, um, yeah, the music, uh, to that band, that's, that's on, um, Spotify and iTunes and okay. so I play the bass in that band. Say, yeah. say the name of the band again. Uh, walking hero, walking heroes. And people can find that on yeah. Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of indie rock music. I, hmm. I like a lot of different stuff, but, uh, I, I like play, playing that. Yeah. Okay. Music, so. so when they listen to that, they'll hear you on the bass. Do you do any background? Yes. Do you do any background singing or anything? Or are you just just on the bass? Just on the bass for that one. I did uh, background singing uh, at concerts and stuff, but I no, not on the record. Okay. <laughs> Only the bass. <laughs> I see. Yeah, kind of way back yeah. in the mix on the live scene. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, you know, when I when I look at you and what you do, you know, the stand up, <clears throat> the music, um, uh, you're, you're a teacher. I also was a teacher at one point here in Norway. Not a lot of people know that, but no. I was. Uh, I see a lot of similarities. We 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 have interconnecting lives. 
it seems like we have yeah. the same interests. And that is one thing that made it real easy for me to talk to you from the very beginning. I think the first time we met, wasn't it at Drummond? Wasn't it at the club uh, club evening here in, in Drummond? At Union? Yeah. Yeah. First time, yeah, first time I met you. Yeah, I was in, uh, in Drummond. Yeah. Uh, in Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and right away, uh, man, we just we just clicked. There it was, a friendship right away. Yeah. That was a good night as well. It was a fun, fun uh, night. And, uh, and uh, Barbeck as well. Which, yeah. Uh, you had him on the, episode, uh, uh, on the first episode. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he did a good job too. Yeah. He was, um, yeah. Bobek is there. always Bobek is always tight. He's he's got his routine down. He uh, and what's been exciting is the last couple of times I've seen him, he's uh, been adding some new material. So there's going to be some big things coming from him in the near future. Nice. I would have to I would have to imagine that now with this virus and the shutdown and everything, things are kind of put on hold for him. But uh, if I know Bobek, he's just using the time to to you know write more material and make it solid. So he's yeah. a good guy. Bobek's a good guy. I like him. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I remember, yeah, you you guys were talking about also uh, the standard course uh, in Oslo. Is yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I actually went to that course. That was uh, my way into the standard business. Okay. Yeah. So, now, uh, now, how long have, how long have you been yeah. doing stand up? Only since uh, December, no, 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 November last year. That's so it. It's nothing. <laughs> so it's, I'm pretty. New. I, I just wanted to do something new. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, because uh, I had just well, not not just, but I uh, had been divorced uh, okay. for some time. Congratulations. And, and then, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I and I say that and I say that to I say that to be a little bit funny, but I also mean that. I I think it's very strange. But think about it. Isn't it very strange when you're talking with someone and you tell them, "Oh yeah, you know, I've I've I'm recently divorced." What is the first thing they say? "Oh, I'm sorry." Why are they saying that? No. Isn't it a good thing? Wasn't it meant to be that you should? So I say congratulations. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I like that. So, yeah, so that that's also why I have the uh, yeah the kids fifty fifty. Or, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because we wanted to do this last week and it just got a little, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I I blame, like I said, I pretend to be busy, but actually the week when we wanted to do it, I was busy because the only time we yeah. would have been able to do it was late in the evening, like at nine in the evening. And I would have been, you would have heard me snoring on, uh, on the podcast live. I was so yeah, tired that uh... week. Yeah, me. Yeah, but I was so glad you called me up and uh, postponed the whole thing because I was... <laughs> Uh, I was out of it as well, <laughs> but you know, I, uh, the stand thing. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, challenge myself. Yeah. Uh, so I called. Uh, actually, after some calls, I called Jomi Kristiansen. He's like a stand-up uh, legend. Yeah. Uh, in Norway. Yeah. He's. Uh, you, you could say he's like the godfather of stand-up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or what have you? So I haven't had the pleasure of meeting he, him yet. No. Um. You might meet him at some point, uh, but so uh, he, um, yeah, he wanted me to go to that course, yeah. so I did. Uh, I mean, I, you could always do the stand-up thing uh, by yourself, but uh, I'm actually glad I went to the course because it helps you with, you know, contact stages and uh, and so on. 
Yeah. Now there was a time when I had first started that I I was thinking about doing that, uh, you know, going to that course, going to that class and learning some tips. But I've decided, I made a very conscious decision that I am not going to do that. Um, no. I don't think I need the, I mean, I don't, I, I'm always open to learning new things, but when it comes to having a stage presence and using that connection to the audience, I think I've got that because I'm not scared to be on stage. I have no fear. I've, I've been up on stage so often with, with music that being up there, I'm, I'm right at home. My biggest issue is remembering my doggone material. I forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So many. And it's, it always seems to be my best lines or my best bits or best stories that I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you remember uh, right afterwards, you're like, oh, man, why did I forget that? <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it's true. I mean, either you have the stage uh, presence or, or you don't. And I mean, the course is not going to teach you that. But as, uh, something you can, um, <laughs> can look at is um, uh, how someone is holding the mic oh really you know I mean? yeah little things yeah, like that because yeah that's just a very small thing and uh, kind of a joke really but if the mic you know it's securely placed yeah. on the cheek yeah that's like that's the course people the person you know okay <laughs> and if the per and if the person are waving it and you only hear parts of the sentence well should have gone to the course, maybe, but I, it, it's yeah. only small things like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's important because I have seen some people up there, and they are mic wavers, and it's you know they're they're in, and then they're out, and then they're in, and then they're out. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh boy. No, but you. Uh, okay. Now I'm surprised. I was sure that you had had a lot more time as a stand-up than just. Good Lord, you're good. <laughs> I'm just going to say oh, it. You're good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate it. I like your stuff, man. Thank you. I, I actually did uh, a live uh, stream stand-up uh, the other day. Now, you know, it's strange times and we can't get out. So, Okay. Now, you're going to yeah, have to so tell I, me how that How did that go. Uh, did you miss not having a crowd in front of you? Oh, yeah. But the thing is, this was a, a private party, so... It was maybe, it wasn't that many people, I would say eight or 10 or something. Yeah. But uh, I recorded the, the whole thing and I actually, it's on my Facebook uh, as well for people to watch. And I would say this, that stand-up is not good for uh, live streaming. <laughs> yeah. You know, the format is, no. But it, it actually went extremely well. Okay. And, um, okay. It, it's a difficult format. Uh, format for stand-up i uh, don't dare i wouldn't dare to do that i've act, i've gotten quite a few offers now the last couple of quite a few offers i don't want to make it sound like i'm in high demand but i've, I've gotten some <laughs> off <laughs> i'm not gonna brag but i i have had some offers let's say that some offers to do um live stream stand-up and i've said politely and th and thank them but said politely no every time because i would miss having that crowd. A lot of what I do depends on the crowd's reaction. Oh, yeah. If I can latch <laughs> on to that. And if I didn't have that, I don't think I could do what I do. So no live streaming yeah. for me. No. No, because uh, you need the confirmation. And I think so. so. Actually good. Uh, the good thing about having 
eight to ten people was that I could have their sound on. So I actually got, uh, you know, feedback. But, you know, it lagged. Uh, so their sound is <laughs> reaching me two seconds afterwards. Oh, you man. know, so, <laughs> so you tell a joke and then when you start the new one, then the laughter comes. Well, <laughs> well, well, I don't, I don't drink, but if you're on stage doing a routine and you're drunk, isn't that the same thing? <laughs> you're not going to register. <laughs> you're not going to register the effects for a couple of seconds anyway. So. <laughs> uh, for this one, I was, I was a tiny bit drunk as well. So the lag was probably, you know, oh. four seconds, not two. <laughs> no, but, but it's strange times. So. Yeah. Yeah. It is very strange times, but uh, I, I guess I'm fortunate. I don't guess. I know I am very fortunate to be uh, in a period in my life where this shutdown and the, the, the isolation is not keeping me from doing what I normally do. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I've been more productive the last three weeks. I haven't been out since the 10th of March when I did Steinar's uh, open mic. I haven't been out since then. I've been in the house since then, and I, I'm, I have no problems with that. None whatsoever. No. Yeah. yeah, I think I I did one performance a week after, mm. but then it was lockdown after that, so everything just went away. Now you live in Oslo, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna guess that most of the time that you get on the mic, it's in Oslo, right? Yeah. Tell me, mm. tell me, what do you think the difference is between? getting on the mic in Oslo and getting on the mic outside of Oslo, because I've been in Oslo once at Steiner's and I tell you, there's something different about the Oslo crowds, but what's your experience? Uh, the thing is, I've only been, I'm like you in a sense that I've only been uh, outside Oslo once. And that was when we met uh, in Drammen. Oh, okay. That was a really yeah, good, good night. But the thing in Oslo is, Sometimes the audience is there to watch the um, magicians uh, or musicians, you know, the other people. And then there's not that much of a feedback for the stand-up comedians. Uh -huh. but then you could have like a good uh, good night uh, as we did uh, when, when you were at the Steinars. Yeah. Then we had a good, good crowd, I would say. That was a great but, uh, crowd. It, it, yeah, so it, it all depends, really. <laughs> I think everybody could. I think everybody could sense that uh, there is. We were right around the corner from a shutdown here in Norway, so they wanted to get their laughs in as much as they could. But that was that was that a great crowd. Be. That was a great crowd, though. Yeah, you know, I guess maybe that was a a less than intelligent question that I gave you because I guess I keep forgetting that you are relatively new, just like me at this thing. I started in March of last year. But um, I stopped from May until December of last year because of my shoulder operation. So I'm pretty much oh, just yeah. I'm pretty much just as new at this as you are. But man, I love it. I just, I'm, I'm having so much fun with it. I'm so glad I started doing it. Uh, no regrets. No regrets. And I'm going to take this as far as I can. Yeah, I, uh, I love it uh, as well. But uh, I'm still, um, you know, I'm still having a bit of. I love being on stage and doing all that, but I'm still nervous. Really? Uh, from time to time. Yeah. It doesn't show. I, it doesn't show now. No, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's nice. What, what are yeah, your... No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to add that, uh, yeah, you, yeah, we haven't been doing it that long, but um, I started in November and my debut uh, is 
out on YouTube if people want to watch it because uh, I've okay. rewritten, uh, not rewritten, I've uh, come up with new stuff, so I just put the old stuff out there. Okay. So uh, that, that's from November, so if people want to have a look at that, they can find it on YouTube. What's your that's, YouTube uh, channel called? Oh, it's just my name. Okay. Uh, you're yeah. watching uh, actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's Joachim Eichiri, people. That's uh, yeah. J-O-A-C-H-I-M. And then his last name, Eichiri, is E-I-K-E-R-I. I figured I'd spell that out for the non-Norwegian speakers out there. Uh, I am not a non-Norwegian speaker. <laughs> now, now, now <laughs> I, when you, and I'm very proud of that, when you and I speak, um, I guess, I don't know, what is this? I, when, I'm, when I'm on stage and I do my routine, I do it in English. I'm one of yeah. the few people, I think I'm the only one in Drummond, in the Drummond circuit, who does their routine in English. And I do that because I need to be myself. You know what I mean? I need to go, I need to go back to my native language. I need to express myself in my native language, which is, which is American English. But other than that, normally I speak Norwegian to everybody except for you. For some reason, we only speak English together. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, you telling me you know Norwegian? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, 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 sp- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, but I, I, uh, I'm, I'm so proud of speaking Norwegian. When I came here, my first job was at a, uh, a school, as we call it, Undomskule. Uh, and at that school, when I got that job, I, got, uh, I was leading a project, an after-school activities program, uh, a project that the, uh, the, local, the local government had. And then that was half of the job, and then the other half was working as a music teacher. And when I started that job, I spoke only English, but within a couple, three months, I was speaking Norwegian to everybody because of those kids, hearing those kids. kids. And I, and I opened, I opened the door to cooperation with them. I told the kids, if I say something wrong, please correct me. And they did. That's a smart smart thing to do. Oh, I was so fortunate to have that job and be in that environment where it was fairly easy for me to learn Norwegian. So, yeah. Great yeah, language, how, great language you guys what? have. It's a great language you guys have. I think it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, but thank you. <laughs> well, well, let me let me let me qualify that statement. I think the now, now I live in Drummond now, <clears throat> and when I first came here, um, my first exposure to the language was up in Finnmark because my wife is from, oh, yeah. my wife is from Finnmark. She's, she's Samisk and that's where her roots are. That's where her family is. And when we came here that first summer, we spent the whole summer up there in Finnmark. So that was my first exposure to your language. So when I speak Norwegian, the roots, the basis of my Norwegian is Finnmark. Mostly mm-hmm. that is yep. the dialect that I speak because I, and, and then down here, I actually have, I mean, I understand what people say, but if I come across someone that I don't understand when they're speaking Norwegian, they are always from this Southeastern area, you know, Oslo, Drummond. I don't understand. You, I think you guys speak so, uh, well, different <laughs> from what I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but we do. We do. You do. It's a, it, people, yeah. people, a lot of people don't understand there's, there's uh, so many different dialects of Norwegian here. I mean, you can go, you know, 15 minutes down the street here from Drummond and you're going to run into a slightly different dialect 
Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of them, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that must be so difficult when you uh, are trying to like you learn the language and everything. Do, do you have a dialect when you talk Norwegian? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I speak. You you can hear in my dialect. It's uh, mostly Finnmark, but it's also Nordtroms because we live there for oh, a while. That's cool. And that's also, really cool. yeah, yeah, and also <laughs> a little bit of Hollingdal, Hellbillies. And I have a funny story. I have a funny now. Now yeah. the non-Norwegians aren't going to understand this, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. Uh, my yeah. brother-in-law, my wife's brother, <clears throat> when I first came here, he was joking. I didn't know he was joking though. But what he told me was, he says, "If you want to learn proper Norwegian, you need to listen to this band called the Hellbillies." Yeah. <laughs> so so he told he told me that, and I took his word for it, and I started listening to the Hellbillies. Uh, you know, the, already after only being here for a couple of weeks, and I picked up tons of their phrases, tons of their words in their dialect um, that still sit with me in my Norwegian today. Not a lot, but a little. It's in there. So I, I don't know. People have trouble placing my dialect because it's kind of mashed together with Finnmark Nordrums and and Helbilis. <laughs> Yeah. So that's my that's my Norwegian. That's how I speak Norwegian. So one of these days I'll speak Norwegian to you and then you'll hear it. Ah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> no, you're not. You'll just be confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Um I'm really bad at uh, talking dialect. Um uh, but I, I wish uh, I had one because I <laughs> It sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, my wife speaks for the most part. She speaks, you know, the local Drummond dialect. But when she falls into her Finnmarkness, as I call it, then it's just I think it's just beautiful. That's the best dialect, if you ask me. Finnmark. It sounds like they're singing yeah. to me. The up and down and the tone and all that. Yeah, I love it. Um, here, here's yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you. Now, when you yeah. when you studied in England, yeah. See, this is what makes you a renaissance man. Now, you do stand-up, you're a teacher, you're a musician, you've been in bands before, but you also have fought in mixed martial arts. Talk about that. How did, uh, that, how did that happen? No, I have just always really liked, um, uh, you know, not, not, not fighting, but, you know, fighting, uh, cage fighting. <laughs> because uh, there's therapy for that. There's therapy for that. If you enjoy fighting, we can talk, we can talk <laughs> you through that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, I remember when I started, um, watching like, um, earlier UFC fights and all that. Uh, I thought that was very brutal and yeah. I didn't like, uh, I, I didn't like, uh, the looks of that. But what what it has become over the years? That that's that's what I like. I just like you know. Yeah, because you're remembering yeah. back in the beginning when they were bare yeah. knuckle with no rules. You yeah. could headbutt. <laughs> you can kick in yeah, the face when they're down. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's exactly. how it started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm more if um, yeah, to, to maybe timeline it a little bit. Um, my favorite fighter uh, is uh, Chuck Liddell. Yes. Do you remember that guy? Oh, absolutely. Man? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so around that era with everything happening, that that's where I was um, okay. yeah, all uh, head over heels uh, for, um, yeah, with the fighting. So I, I just um, started training 
I always been into uh, contact sports like uh, American football. We play that in Norway. Yes, there we have, you go. Uh, about, uh, there yeah, you go. We have about uh, uh, five teams or yeah. something in Norway. Drum, <laughs> drum and Warriors. Drum and Warriors. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't think they were around when I played. But I know there's a okay. lot more uh, a lot of teams now. So okay. yeah, sh- yeah, shout out to the Warriors. Yeah. We were uh, the bandits. Okay. Yeah. So, the, so, so, so from from American football in the contact that you had there, you just took it twenty steps further and jumped into to mixed martial arts. Now, yeah. did you start training when you were here in Norway, or did you pick that up the training when you were in in first when you were in England? Um, a bit uh, of both actually. Okay. I did some training in Norway, and but not as much as I did when I went to. Um, University, uh, university. So I started a bit late. Okay. Uh, I would say, uh, but I really enjoyed it. And then this opportunity to take this fight uh, showed up, and so I thought, let's go for it. And um, <laughs> I, I, le- I learned a lot from that. I, I would say, just from that one fight. Yeah, just from that one fight, and it didn't even last that long. I lost and everything, but. It taught me something about mindset and just to like, you know, put yourself out there in a way. There you go. And there, <laughs> there is that common thread that you and I share, that fearlessness when it comes to jumping into something new. Uh, let's, let's back up a little bit now. Now, when you started training mixed martial arts, was it with the intention to eventually fight or was it with the intention to just get into shape and kind of explore the sport? Or did you jump into it with a a, a 100% sure idea of fighting? Uh, I would say uh, I I, I wanted to fight, yes. Okay, so you had had full intentions from the get-go of fighting. Yeah, but the thing was, I was doing my master's degree at the same time, and, you know, life was happening on the side. So this was more of a, I saw that the opportunity was there, and okay. I wanted to, uh, to test it, but I knew that I had to, you know, choose the university, <laughs> the master's degree, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and everything that followed. But yeah. in all, within all of that, within that goal of a uh, quite responsible goal of getting, you know, your education, getting your master's degree, you kind of dug deep into your physical and mental reserves and put yourself in a situation to train. Because I would imagine you can't train half ass when you're training MMA. You got to go right. You got to go 100% into it. So I would imagine that was a pretty big demand on you physically and mentally. Yeah, I, I really, I, I mean, now I have uh, this kind of a dad body, you know, <laughs> weighing uh, uh, 85 kilos or something. But then I was walking around being stronger than I am now, and I was 70 yeah. kilos or something. Yeah. It was, uh, but uh, the thing with mixed martial arts, uh, which I think is good, is that you, you train the different aspects of it, and then you yes. put it together. So. Yeah. I, I haven't been um, match. Uh, what should say? I haven't been punched uh, that much in the head. Okay, <laughs> so, so I still have my my senses and all. Yeah, because so I think that I, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, because that is such an issue with, uh, well, I think more so with boxers, because boxing, that's all that is, is blows to the head. But at least with mixed martial arts, there's other aspects of it. You know, there's the grappling, the ground game and, and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, I would say uh, all in all, I'm um, much more of a grappler than, okay. uh, than a striker. So I've okay. been doing the grappling part a lot. And I actually did some, uh, have, I've been doing wrestling along the way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I did, I did that um, when I got back to Norway as well. Yeah. And actually yeah. for a couple of years ago, I, it was this first freestyle wrestling competition in uh, Norway since the 1940s or something. Wow. And uh, I and I was in the first uh, match. Yeah. And uh, but that was that was madness because um, <laughs> <laughs> there was um, in my group we had like four four fights, uh, but the other people were like people competing. They, they were going to the uh, Olympics and stuff. So they okay. were way too good for me. Oh you man! Know? So, <laughs> so I, I knew I was uh, going to have a bad day that day. But um, I, I won one of the matches, so I'm proud of that. But yeah, yeah. In, in, but in, in the first match, I risked my knee. Oh, so no. I had to use, like later. I couldn't stand on the knee and everything, and yeah. so I had to uh, have surgery done. So that's what happens when you. Try to push yourself when <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta, know this, you know, with the shoulder and everything. Yeah, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta take your lumps if you want to get into any kind of sport. Absolutely. You know, did you did you have anybody helping you with your training, or were you alone? Because when I when I picture MMA, I picture these guys going to the so called training camps, and they have like a whole team around them. What kind of did did you have a team around you? Yeah, I was uh, actually training at uh, this place called uh, the London uh, Shoot Fighters. And they, they actually have some, they have uh, this guy, John Hathaway. He's in the UFC still, I think. I've uh, heard that name, yeah. UFC. Yeah. And um, nowadays they have uh, Michael Page. He's a Bellator fighter, uh, MVP. Yeah. Um, I didn't meet him because he, I think he went there the year after I quit or something but the thing was I was uh, doing all the classes and stuff and wasn't really um, doing it what can you say full time in a sense but then I had that, uh, that the, the fight and after the fight uh, they kind of picked me up and wanted me to be on the team so okay. I got pretty good uh, got to pretty good after the fight <laughs> but then I decided to you know because I, I was looking at uh, the timeline was like, okay, so now in maybe half a year or something, I'm going back to Norway after spending five mm, years yeah. uh, in England. Uh -huh. So I decided not to take the next fight because they offered me one right away. Okay. But, but kind of, I, that's what I should have done because I, you know, the feeling of doing something and then because of all the wrong reasons, you lose and yeah. then you're stuck with that. Yeah. So, so that's what I mean. It's kind of, uh, I learned something. I learned and now, you know, that I, I don't want to lose, you know, or at least uh, I, I'm fine with losing. But if I know that I didn't do everything I could, then, you know. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a sign of a true athlete. You know, there's a lot of people who, who, 
I don't know. How do I say this? There's a lot of people who do athletic things, but doing athletic things does not mean you're an athlete. And I think that thing about wanting to know that you gave it 110%, that's part of being a true athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. That, that's what, um, what I took from that because I know for a fact if I had gone there with a team, with people telling you what to do and everything, yeah. then things could have gone differently. But the, when I entered that cage, everything just went blank. Okay, you know? tunnel vision, tunnel vision. Yeah, exactly. And then you just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this correct. I'm not, you know. So I know if if I was to go back doing something like this, I, I would have had more fun. That this was not fun I when I just. I see. So. Yeah. I regret going there alone and uh, thinking that I could do that on my own. So I learned that you need, you need people around you and you need sure. positive people around you. That's yeah. But also actually a really important lesson. Oh, absolutely. From, yeah. Absolutely. But I, another important lesson I learned from fighting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is this sentence, actually, that a fighter is never 100%. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, so, that's, but I think, yeah, I think it's the same for stand-up and everything else. You know, we could be nervous. We could be, you know, yeah, yeah. this or that. But we're never 100%, but we just have to pretend I can apply that. Well, well, I can apply that never being a hundred percent. I can apply that to being a power lifter. Um, it oh, doesn't yeah. matter when I go to a power lifting competition, it doesn't matter what I have lifted. I always walk off of that platform thinking I could have done, done more. Could have done yeah. more. When I got, <laughs> yeah. when I, and, and it's almost, huh? it's almost that we don't, or that I don't allow myself to fully enjoy my accomplishment. Now I got the Norwegian squat record last year. That's impressive. That's I did that so as impressive. a, thank, thank yeah. you. It was, I think that was probably the greatest sports moment of my life, uh, to be 49 years old. And I got the Norwegian raw squat record and it was great, I f but you know, and and everybody clapped, and my great friend and um, uh, my great friend and number one supporter Hagen Nielsen came up and gave me a hug and all that stuff afterwards. But almost immediately after that, I'm talking within two minutes of setting that record and having that joy, I immediately started thinking, why did I only squat X number of kilos? I could have done more. And there oh, is that, and, and there is that yes. athlete, there is that true athlete thing where you always have that feeling. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't give a hundred percent or I don't know I think that's wrong to say. Maybe you give 100%, but you realize afterwards that that hundred yeah. percent could have been bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's spot on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Spot on. And that, that's how, that's how I feel. Like now, actually, um, you know, during Corona times, because uh, I was doing good running, lifting, all that. And I I'm still feel good. Uh -huh. But I feel like, uh, you know, Rocky, uh, you know, Rocky yeah, won yeah. that movie. I feel like, I feel <sighs> like Rocky because, you know, I'm, I'm not out of shape. No, you're, not. you're a solid guy. Yeah, but, but I'm, 
I'm in a sense like wasting away, not getting, you know, the workout. I'm not where I want to be. But, but you know, as we say, we have learned something. We still have uh, the heart and mind maybe <laughs> yeah. of a champion. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but, absolutely. Well, well let, me, let me ask you, when it, comes to, when it comes to training and working out now, uh, while you're isolated, do you have any weights in your garage or anything? Or, or are you just out there running and, and doing stuff like that? Yeah, luckily for me, I had some dumbbells and okay. stuff. So I'm getting some done, but uh, I'm just trying to focus on, uh, uh, what do you say, just try to stay positive and yeah. think that, uh, yeah, yeah, just do something, keep it going, and then we'll see what the damage are when we get back. But I have a suggestion you, you, for you. Yeah. Now here's oh, yeah. The, here's the, here's the coach in me coming out. I've got a I've got a suggestion for you. How about you change that mental process where you're just going to kind of do what you can and see what happens? How about if you make a plan based upon what you know you're able to do now? You know, uh, in other words, oh, yeah. you adjust you adjust that hundred percent. You know, before giving a hundred percent towards your training meant going to you know to the training to the gym or or whatever and doing whatever you can there. Well, that hundred percent isn't feasible now. You can't do that 100%. So give yourself a new 100% to, to go towards. You know, for me, it, it went from, you know, being able to squat, you know, 200, 300 plus kilos and deadlift the same amount and so on and do all that stuff at the gym to being in my garage, getting on my elliptical machine every day and doing uh, body weight exercise with a TRX band every day. And based upon that set of tools i now have adjusted my 100 percent, so that if oh, yeah. I, I, now i know that every day i've given 100 percent with what i can do based on the tools that i have which is my elliptical machine and uh, the trx band so then i'm no. not losing i'm not losing i'm still achieving 100 percent. it's just a new 100 percent based upon the situation sense. yeah, yeah. And, and then you then you drop you drop all those thoughts of not fulfilling uh, your plan. You drop all those thoughts of not being able to do what you want to do. You just have to drop what you want to do and look at what you are able to do. Re- readjust, set a new goal, and boom, there you go. Hmm. Just a little tip, Coach John. No, but free I, advice. No, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, I just uh, started to you know, write down things. <laughs> you know, yeah, as you're saying, a new hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, just readjust, yeah. readjust, yeah. and keep on going. I'm going to write that down. A new hundred percent. That's yeah. a that's a YouTube video. Yeah, there. that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? Because no. um, the the thing is also, um, I'm hoping to make the cut at something called the Norway Toughest. It's like a reality show called oh, uh, okay. the. Okay. Yeah, is this new? I it's, haven't heard uh, of this. The thing is, uh, the reason why you haven't heard of it is because the other seasons, I don't think they quite like um, uh, people weren't uh, watching it. That's that's what I think. Okay, uh, I, I saw it and I liked it, but I, uh, for some reason it just didn't caught on. So now they're doing a season three. Uh, actually, season um, three. Where the heck have I been? I've never heard of it. No, no, but but I I I, I didn't see it either. Okay. So yeah. uh, so, but the thing is, so uh, I kind of need to um, 
stay in shape. <laughs> but I mean, the competition is hard, though. But I think they need a joker, like, you know, a wild card. And I think that could be me. They, they need someone there you go. to be fun in yeah. there, you know? <laughs> well, you have the personality to, uh, I mean, you're, you're somebody that people would find you know, entertaining, you know, you have your humor, you have your, you have your personality. And then you throw on top of that, your level of fitness, which can always, you know, you can always work on that. And then, uh, yeah, man, you could get in there. How, you know, how do you, how do you get on a show like that? Do you have, do they have, uh, do they have auditions? How does that work? Yeah, that's the thing because someone, um, um, it, uh, gave them a tip about yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and so they called me up and then uh-huh. now I had to like fill out some forms and stuff. So I, I don't know how far in the process they are because they're been stopped by the Corona and all. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know, but next step is they pick 40 people from all of the people that are looking through all the, um, uh, yeah, looking through everyone, and then there's forty people up against each other, and then well, the most interesting ten or something is going to the competition. So it's it's a long shot, but it would be really fun. Well, what a goal to 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 strive for! Uh, you know what? That's that's fantastic motivation to stay in shape now, even though you can't go to the gym. You know, there's your motivation yeah. to find other ways to stay in shape. You know, body. Yeah, definitely, because uh, this is not too far off. Like, I think um, uh, they're filming this, like, right after the summer. So uh-huh. if I'm if I'm, uh, if I'm I'm in there, then, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I need to stay. stay How focused. cool. How cool. Well, if you get famous, remember me, okay? <laughs> yeah, always, Take me with you. Always. Take me with you. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's so important that we do, actually, because... I mean, stand up and everything. That's a lonesome uh, uh, yes. occupation, or what you call it. Yes, so yes, it is. To, yeah, we have to uh, remember <laughs> the people that. Yeah. I yeah, um, remember. I've had Bobek on my show, <clears throat> and. I did that, you know, because he and I have a good chemistry, we're friends, but also I want to give him the opportunity to, to, you know, put himself out there to promote himself. Uh, likewise with you, you know, you, uh, you're, you're, I consider you a friend. I know you, but I also want to support your, what your, you know, your path and your stand up and give you the opportunity to, um, you know, to promote yourself and put yourself out there. And I think there's very few of us that are making any real money in Norway on stand up. But I think that could change if we had a better mindset when it comes to supporting each other. That, yeah. Why? Because then more and more people would, yeah. If well, you stand alone, then yeah. Yeah, if you stand alone, then that, then you're exactly that. You're alone. And there's a lot more power in a collective group when it comes to entertainment, especially with stand-up, than when you're alone. Now, one thing that I've always been thinking of, and and uh, this is a thought that I have that I haven't really voiced to other comics, but that thought is, why aren't we better 
at, uh, you know, every, every club, you know, Drummond has a club, a comedy club. Oslo has a comedy club. Frederikstad has a comedy club. So they put on their club evenings and that's fine. That's great, you know, to kind of, you know, open the door for local talent and, and, uh, open open the door to the public, but why aren't comics? You know what is what's keeping comics from going to places like uh, Union Scene here in Drummond and booking that stage and putting on a three person show, and we keep all the money. What's keeping us from doing that? Nobody is really doing that. Everything is kind of limited to open mics and club evenings and then you have that small handful of bigger well-known uh comedians who are out there making the money i don't know it's just a thought the thing is i actually tried uh for a month ago maybe to do something along those lines uh it's just difficult to get a place to accept it but the thing is i think we should do that like gather some people and like you know this is kind of our freak show and this is what yeah. we have to offer yeah. take us in and we'll uh, yeah, yeah see how it goes and then we'll do it again i it, mean uh, i have yeah. uh i have plans bobek and i are going to do a uh, a two-man show it's kind of well, it's not kind of, it's very much on hold now because of the, the virus and all of the, the isolation now, but eventually, you know, this virus will go away or at least go into the background and we'll be able to get out there and do what we do. So that's our little two man show there. But I, but I could see, I could see maybe in combination with four or five comedians and you just book a night somewhere with a decent stage to where you can get a crowd there and everybody, you know, brings in their little fan base. Plus there'll be a few extra people who are just kind of curious. And all of a sudden you've got a good crowd who's willing to pay, you know, a couple hundred to hear some decent yeah. comedy for a couple hours one night. And, then and that's, that's, yeah, that's good for uh, the place selling beer. And that's exactly, good for everyone. Exactly. And and you, you know, you're, you're at least bringing, if you have like a, night like that you you bring at least 10 people each yeah. and as you say maybe some people from the street yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah yeah you know yeah, you have at least 60 70 people there all of a sudden now you're putting a Should lot of res- you're putting a lot yeah. of responsibility on me i don't think i had 10 friends that like my stand up <laughs> <laughs> no no but you, you that is a good point you know if everybody brings their own fan base all of a sudden you have a you have a good sized crowd and uh um, yeah with a little because, bit, because I, I I totally agree with you that you, you can't bring like the ten you know same people every time. But if we were to like convince someone to take us in for yeah. the show, then we can do for that night. We'll just promote the hell out of it and just bring well, in ten people each. You know, so the the place would be like, okay, we'll we'll do this again, and yeah. then maybe next time we'll bring uh, three people each, but maybe some from the street, and then yeah. Yeah, you know, we have something. You got to start somewhere, and if you got a quality product, which I know there's more than enough of us who can come with some quality stand-up, uh, you you have um, you have the desire to do it, you have the quality behind it. People will come. Uh, we, we we see now with everybody being at home and being isolated, musicians especially are really taking advantage of the live stream thing, and they're being successful with it. You know, people are sending musicians money now. Uh, for yeah, live streaming. True. So people do appreciate 
culture and art, you know, whether that art and culture is music or stand up or, or, or whatever, people do appreciate it. We just have to put ourselves out there and make it happen. We as artists. But actually, I, I just thought about, you know, what you're saying, I mean, about this night and all that, that's actually, you know, how, <laughs> what, what life is all about. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we have kids and if our kids simply just, you know, ask us to get something, uh-huh. uh, they frankly, um, uh, they asked us about something that didn't, they frankly did not deserve or something. Uh-huh. We will uh, either be angry or, or tell them, um, tell, uh, I mean, this is what, what I think. I know I'm uh, rambling on now, but <laughs> no, go ahead. But no, 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 no. My, yeah. Cause my point, yeah, my point is I'm thinking don't ask, you know, what you can get, but like ask what must I do in order to get that? Exactly. You know, it, you it's go. so simple. So yeah. can I get an ice cream? No, it's not Saturday. But if you say like, dad, I know it's not Saturday, <laughs> but if I tied in my room, not bickering with my sister all day, would it be possible? Yeah, it could be possible. So, I mean, if the places yeah. just knew that, okay, it could be possible that we are bringing that amount of people. Yeah, yeah. That amount of cash goes into there. You know, we're not like trying to um, invade them or anything. We're just trying to make a night that... Well, well, is, yeah. well yeah, you know, it would be... <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine any club owner... Uh, thinking that that would be a bad idea. I mean, it would be it would be beneficial to the the stand up comedians, and it would also be beneficial to the house or to the to the location. We will bring people in. They will buy alcohol. They will fill the seats in that venue. Um, yeah. If we are just if we are just given a chance, <clears throat> but I know it is difficult to get a club owner, you know, uh, to to take us seriously. Um, I don't know. It seems like, it seems like stand-up comedy often, at least here in this area, often takes a back seat to other forms of entertainment. And I, but I think we can do our part as comedians to flip that a little bit and put ourselves more in the limelight, more in the, yeah, more in the view of these club owners. You know, we can fill up these, these clubs. We can do it. We just have to That's dare. True. We just have to dare to try. You know? Yeah, and then uh, then we are asking with a purpose, kind of. Yeah. You know, so. Let's see what happens, yeah. man, after this uh, coronavirus lets up. Let's see what happens. But I think that there is a new awareness of, I mean, you know, what are people doing? They're sitting at home, uh, bored out of their minds. And what are they doing? They're turning to entertainment, you know, whether it's Netflix, whether it's musicians live streaming online. Or, you know, hopefully they're missing us as stand-up comics. The, the people that did used to go out to the clubs, I hope they miss us. And there will be a new interest in what we do after this virus situation lets up. That's my hope anyway. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, like post-corona as well. Because, you know, uh, in my stand-up, I'm talking a lot about, uh, you know, the time after... Uh, the third uh, world war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now I, I have to I have to change it up to post uh, <laughs> Corona now. 
Are you are you doing any writing now that you're sitting around a little bit more than normal, or are you doing any writing to to change up your routine? No, I'm trying to make uh, some memes, you know, stuff like that, just yeah. some small yeah. jokes, yeah, here and there. And I'm because uh, uh, the thing the online uh, stand up that was a lot of new stuff in there, yeah. some old, some new. So that was yeah. a live stream. So it's still available on your Facebook page, then, yeah. correct? Okay. Yeah. 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 And people can find you on Facebook. It's just your name, straightforward, right? Joachim Eikity. Yes. And for the non-Norwegian speakers, that's J O A C H I M, and then the last name Eikity is E I K E R I, and they can find you on Facebook. They can find you on Twitter. Are you on? Or I'm sorry, on uh, Instagram. But are you on Twitter as well? Uh, not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Okay. And, uh, Instagram Facebook, and Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've noticed you've been putting a few more, a uh, few, <laughs> some yeah, funny photos and memes to, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just trying to keep busy. Well, but it's 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 it's, tr it's yeah. mental training, you know. You got to think of something funny. You 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 try to make it funny. You put it out there and see what happens. And that's just it's training. It's repetitions. Yeah. I, I was, you know. Okay, what, what if we have to start like over? You know, creating a new society. If everything <laughs> now goes, what, what kind of society would we? Oh we man. Are? <laughs> <laughs> and and also like. Um, I was wondering uh, what kind of like you know peace uh, symbol God is going to <laughs> going for this time. <laughs> you know, last time it was uh, it was a rainbow. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is going to be now? Like, oh well, <laughs> man! Know. So those are a couple. Of, you're, you're giving us a little um, little foreshadow of some new uh, bits you're going to add to your routine then. <laughs> I hear yeah, I, I, I see a concept <laughs> I see a concept developing here. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> so, fantastic. Yeah, last time we were left with a um, rainbow and uh, and this time yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A roll, I, I a roll of toilet paper? A roll of toilet paper maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Across the sky. <laughs> Just to remind us. Yeah. And then they can make good. it like they can make it into like a yin and yang thing. One roll of toilet paper would be clean and white, the other one would be a little bit brown, a little stained and <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> <laughs> oh man hey Joachim I just want to tell you man I appreciate you coming on the show uh, like like we said we wanted to do it earlier but we were too tired but here we are yeah. we've we've done it and um, I had a good time I hope people uh, got the opportunity to know a little bit more about what you're all about you are a true renaissance man. I mean, you're, I, I think you're just kicking ass out there doing, doing the teaching thing, you know, giving back to the community by teaching. You've, 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 uh, you've dipped your toe into MMA fighting. You're a musician, you're a stand-up comedian, uh, an all, all around type of guy, man. Congratulations on any success that you have experienced so far. And it's just gonna, it's just gonna multiply tenfold. I can see it coming. Thank you. And I hope uh, it was okay with my English and all, because, you know, it's without <laughs> any any alcohol in me, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult to just uh, suddenly start talking English, you know, no. <laughs> during the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this, I think this has gone uh, just fine. I don't think there's any problems with your, with your English. None at all. None whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> but John, th thank you so much. Uh, I enjoyed myself. 
um, you know, is, yeah. I really, really, really liked it, and um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, my pleasure. I, like I say, we need to stick together as uh, as artists. You know, we're both uh, stand-up comedians. We're both musicians. Uh, we need to stick together. We need to help each other open doors. We need to help each other carry loads, and uh, it's all about love, love and respect. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, my friend. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, and the uh, last message to yeah. all the people. Yeah. yeah, hit me up. You know, on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, you know. Again, um, that's like, that's yeah, Yo- Joachim Joachim J O A C H I M E I K E R I. You'll find him on Facebook and Instagram, and YouTube. Yeah, and I and yeah, YouTube. And I'm just I'm just like uh, Jesus, you know, in a sore <laughs> need of followers. So just <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, does that mean you're going to get crucified by the age of thirty <laughs> three? Oh, you don't shit. Be, I got two more years. You don't want to be just like Jesus. Be Jesus-like, but not just <laughs> like Jesus. Because it didn't okay, end I'm, up so well for him. <laughs> I'm going to stick to turning water into wine then. There and, you uh, go. Stay there away go. from crosses. I'm kind of like Dracula in that sense. Stay away. Wow. Okay, Joachim Aikari, everybody. Thanks a lot, my brother. We'll talk soon. Will do. Okay, Thanks. thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Take care. That was Joachim. Bye-bye now. Okay, I'm back. I forgot to do uh, my little read and uh, give some shout-outs to some people who uh, have been helping me along the way here. I want to start out with the the great Miss Ellen from L.A. Squared Design. She has helped me on my logo. As I've said on previous episodes, the... Coming Home Podcast with John Allen logo was designed uh, in cooperation with Ellen from LA Squared Design. LA Squared Design is a husband and wife team based out of the U.S. and they offer graphic design, website consulting, and marketing services. Uh, Give them a shout out, uh, give them a shout rather at www.la2design.com. www.la2design.com. Tell them that John Allen sent you. (laughs) And they might slam the door in your face. No, tell them John Allen sent you and uh, see what they can do for you if you need any kind of help with graphic design, website consulting, and marketing services. Um, I also want to give a shout out yet again to the fantastic Miss Tiffany Troutman. She helped me most recently with some guidance on search engine optimization on my website. My website is johnallenpod.com, J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D.com. I don't understand this witchcraft and wizardry (laughs) that's called search engine optimization. I don't get it. Uh, But Tiffany helped me out with that. I had written um, an article. Uh, You can find that there. It's my latest post on my website, a little article I wrote, a little thing to motivate you people, or at least put you in the right mindset to be receptive to motivation. And uh, Tiffany gave me some tips on how to to boost that thing up there in the cyber world through search engine optimization. Like I said, witchcraft and wizardry, I don't understand it. I just wrote the article. Tiffany did the small adjustments to make it a little little bit more visible out there in the ethernet. Uh, I also want to thank Miss Jennifer Strand. 
another Norwegian, uh, another American in Norway. Uh, she helped me with the actual design of johnallenpod.com. Again, I don't understand this stuff. WordPress is supposed to be easy. Uh, easy for normal people, not easy for me. I don't understand those things. <laughs> Jennifer Strand uh, put a lot of time into helping me out with that, so I want to give her a shout-out. So there's a shout-out to three fantastic ladies who have given me fantastic help to help me uh, move along in this little journey that I'm on. Thank you, ladies, so very much. Okay, now... We are finished with this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Thank you all for listening. I'll be coming at you again relatively soon. Take care of yourselves. Bye, everybody. I'm coming home. Oh, I'm coming home. I'm coming yes, I am. Yes, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Yes, I am. Lord, I'm coming home. Lord, I'm coming home.